0: Hockey Podcast, Phil Razor. He's Nate McBride. Nate, let's start off, man. What are we sipping on this evening?
1: Oh, well, start off... Uh, I'm kind of double-dipping. I got a little flask here with some Woodford Reserve.
0: It's not the Whiskey Hockey Podcast. I
1: get it, but, you know, I get that out of the way first, and then we get to the main course, Nate's,
0: okay? Nate's taking the beerly apart to just be alcohol hockey podcast.
1: Yeah, well, you know what? Beer and whiskey go together. Tell me I'm wrong.
0: And they pay, and whiskey and hockey go together. It's exactly. a fact.
1: And that's what we are here. We're all about hockey, so we drink what pairs well with it. a good uh, point. I'm also drinking a little, uh... Trotwood Lager from
0: Warped Wing Brewery Ooh. over in Dayton, Ohio. Hey, little Dayton, Ohio bear. I my friend. I'm cracking open. If you ah, can. This thing is stuck down there. A Columbus staple. They're from Scotland, but their American headquarters is based out of Columbus, Ohio. That's right. Drink a little Brewdog Elvis juice.
1: Elvis for our goalie. That's right.
0: The Elvis Merzlikens juice. How have they not sponsored him yet?
1: All uh, right. It's just a, a massive fuck up,
0: marketing wise. As someone who works in advertising, it, it infuriates me the way they advertise. You know the the board at Nationwide Arena. You know beer ad here. Oh, we're so edgy and cool. Fuck you. We're stupid. Sponsor Elvis Merzlikin. Be real.
1: Like, it, it,
0: are you are are you as successful as Budweiser yet? No. No. Then you can use then you can use some advertising. I do
1: hear that they are going to have a uh, little rooftop bar over in Vegas.
0: So Ooh. That could be. Kind Hell yeah! For all of our listeners out there, you Golden Knights fans,
1: Golden Knights fans, check us, out some BrewDog. Yeah, let us know what that's like if uh, when that arrives, and maybe we'll come out and check it out with you.
0: Yeah, sounds terrible. I definitely don't want to fly out to Vegas for a weekend. Oh
1: God, tie my hands together.
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that was sauce. Oh, sorry. Oh, um, guys, we had a lot of hockey to get into. Um, a lot of series have wrapped up. Actually, all of them have wrapped up by the time you hear this. We're finalizing during the Calgary-Dallas. Game seven, because God forbid they play in the middle of the day. Um, let's hop into the first one. I th- the first round series went exactly as everybody thought. I do feel bad for UC Soros in Nashville. He didn't get to play. That's unfortunate for Nashville because they might have been able to steal a game or two because yeah. he is that good. Yeah, the guys swept Nashville right out of playoffs,
1: it, just out of the building. Like, hey, thanks for trying, thanks for showing up, um, but no, nah, not this year, dog.
0: There was one overtime goal for the Abs, and the rest of the time it was a, it was pretty much just a blowout. Or, you know, the Abs were in steady control.
1: Yeah, there was one game where they kept it close, and it was yeah an overtime winner. I mm-hmm. think it was. I think but, yeah, they
0: won game two two one.
1: But every other game, they scored at least five goals.
0: The number one thing that I think the hockey world learned from this series, Kill, Kill McCart, in my opinion, is the best defenseman in the NHL.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Wayne Gretzky said. And this is coming from the Great One. This is coming from 9. 99, baby. He said, Camel McCarr's Game 2 performance in that series was the best playoff performance he's ever seen by one player.
1: You got the Great One saying that. Um, I mean, that's nothing to uh,
0: snob at. No. There's, by any means. You, you can't scoff at anything the Great One says. Nothing. So.
1: What he says is. Yeah, like, I mean. Crop, it, it, it's like. Scripture.
0: Doctrine. I know, I agree. Um, Kale McCarr was a bit, you know, he's such a massive presence. Having him run your power play is a cheat code. Um, And then
1: the fact that you can also add on there Gabriel Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, I mean, Kadri. Like, you can sub in any one of their other guys that could put a puck in the net. Bronton. Jesus. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's scary. They run so many lines. And they, they just keep coming at you. They're just in pure wagon form. And um, so, yeah.
0: We sound very monotonous talking about it because this series didn't really.
1: There's not much to. I give know. Us, they didn't give us a whole lot to talk
0: about. No. This, so th- let's just move on. Let's move on to the next one. And this will end up being the matchup that we'll get into uh, for the preview part. We're doing a recap and a preview. Um, the Blues took out the Wild in Six. Big story in this series to me. Fleury played okay, but then they, the Wild putting Talbot in was it was weird. Yeah, I don't
1: get it. I mean,
0: like sh- it, it worked for their opposition putting ben- Bennington in worked. You know.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. He he saved them the last three games of that series. Oh I mean, yeah. Across those three games, had a nine forty four save percentage. Yeah. Awesome. That is exactly what you need from a guy that won you a cup. Not but five years ago. Three years ago. Whatever. I, it I was know. within that range.
0: 2019, yeah. Nice. Um, I definitely think the Blues are the better team. The Blues do a great job defensively. They clog the middle. They don't let you go right down the pipe. Um, not a lot of slot chances for Minnesota. Kirill Kaprizov for Minnesota was amazing. Yeah. Um, awesome. I love that he has that great clips ad where he doesn't have to talk. Dude, that's awesome. It's great. It is an awesome ad. It's I, perfect. I, I will
1: say, I was just I was laying in bed watching one of those games. I was like, yeah, that's a fucking good ad.
0: Kid's a superstar.
1: He is, and he deserves to be because he is the highlight of that Minnesota Wild team. And mm-hmm. I would go out on a limb to say he is, in my opinion, one of the top five scorers in the NHL right now.
0: If, th- if not in the top three. I think you could certainly argue he's one of the, he's a top five, top three scorer. Um, brutal series for Doomba. Oof. Yeah, not great. Uh, I
1: mean, I mean a, a lot across that Minnesota series was just yikes, man.
0: I mean... The Felino line, I think, had one goal. Yeah. Like, that. that's brutal, dude. That shouldn't happen. That should not happen. No. You would expect more out of a team that, even if they're not playoff veterans, they're veterans. You know? And they've been around enough guys that have made playoff runs that it shouldn't have come. You know what I mean? Like, is St. Louis that good defensively without Tory Krug? No. No. You know what I mean? Like, they're big money guys not even out there. So, I don't know. I think St. Louis obviously deserved it. I thought Tarasenko turned it on at the right time. Perron had a nice series. Perron
1: had an amazing series. Nine points. Nine points. He yeah. Was, he was, I mean, he had, he was leading in goals and assists for the Blues. He had five goals and four assists. Yeah. He led them in goals, assists, points, whatever, offensive production category.
0: Game five, Tarasenko had a natural third period Hattie. I mean, dude, a natural hat trick in a third period of a... Closing yeah, game, of, you know. Oh, well, of a of a series that's you know two apiece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, kudos to the St. Louis Blues, man. The Fighting John Hams. They're they're out there. They're not a team anybody wants to play, and the the ABS get them. And what happened to the Avs last year? And I said this on the previous podcast. They swept their first round series, and then their legs died because they had too much time off. They and gave they, them
1: too much time,
0: and they came out real slow in the second round, and they got knocked out. So. Avs Blues. I think the Blues if they can get Kruger or uh, Scandella back, that's huge.
1: A, yeah, that's what you're going to need. You're going to need one of those two guys to come back because really the big question mark on the St. Louis team going into this series is the blue line. Yeah. Like they're they're bringing up guys. I mean, you got some AHL level guys that are playing out mm-hmm. there right now and that that's very uh, that's very uh, not ideal. Not ideal, but it reminds me a lot of another team that shall remain nameless when they've made it into the playoffs. Ah, uh, some of the blue line play that uh, that we've seen out there. But anyway,
0: I. Digress. That's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm. I I look at the Blues blue line. By the way, there's names. Nick Letty's a good player. You know, Nick is. Nick Nick Letty is Bortuzzo, solid. Or
1: Bortuzzo's a good player. Big uh,
0: Bobby Bortuzzo.
1: Obviously, Justin
0: Falk. Scott. Perunovich. Colton Pareko signed a decent contract there. Yep. Justin Falk is very good. Um, they have solid guys on the blue line. The problem is they need to play like that cohesive unit. And so far, they've played, you know, in, in, in the first round, they played well. Can they do it against, arguably, they didn't average the most goals per game. That was Florida. But you could make a very strong argument they're the best offense in the league.
1: Absolutely. I would... Very, I would entertain that argument greatly. That,
0: yeah,
1: I mean, maybe they didn't put up as many goals, but I'd say they are just as efficient as Florida.
0: Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I think their they're power play is lethal. So this series is going to be interesting. So St. Louis is going to try to clog it up. Ads are going to look to run and gun. And in the open NHL that we play in now, right, everything is fast. You have to roll four lines deep. It is also going
1: to be really interesting to me because uh, St. Louis is um, – Power play defense is one of the best in the, or uh, the penalty kill is one of the best in the NHL.
0: Yeah, top five. By and
1: way. so it's going to be a nice little uh, matchup to see
0: there. For as well as Perron played, Kale McCarr is fourth currently in playoffs with ten points. So, yep. You know, r- riddle me that a defenseman sitting there at number four. Um, Darcy Kemper for Colorado, so far has a one six three save. It's number two. Um, Kemper is a big question mark for the Avs because he was very good for the Oats in that tandem with with Ronta. They were he was very good there, but one of the big questions was can Darcy Kemper be the number one? Could he be the guy that wins you sixteen games? You know in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I think last round, you know, when it, in, in terms of Nash or in terms of Nashville, right? Duchesne had a great year. They traded Victor Arvidsson to the Kings. Ryan Johansson massively underperformed. And Forsberg's a free agent, so he played out of his mind because he wants to get his bag, and I, get, I totally get that. For sure. Other than that, though, not a whole lot thrown at him. No. So this will be a real test with St. Louis coming off, you know, they had pretty solid offensive numbers in the series. They have guys clicking at the right time. They have plenty of guys that can put the puck in the back of the net. Um, <clears throat> what are you thinking in terms of this series? How many games and who wins it?
1: Uh, my prediction for this one, I'm saying this one's going to go to six games, and it's going to be the abs.
0: I think the ABS win it too, but I think it goes seven. And the reason I think it goes seven is because the ABS have had all this time off, which
1: I think. I think how, they,
0: how much lactic acid's built up in those muscles, you know?
1: I think they will have learned from their mistakes last season, and they've. I feel like they're they're on top of it this year. Right. I'm gonna give it to them. I say St. Louis is still gonna get, you know, two, but I say. Colorado gets one, or Colorado gets
0: them. That's fair. No, I, and I think Colorado is trying to get, ends up going seven. I think it's kicking the ass they need. The ads done propelled them. Like I said before, I think they're going to win the cup. Um, but I think any team that wins a cup needs that ass kicking at some point. They need that wake-up call. You can't just, I mean, mo- most teams don't just cruise. No, you can't just
1: cruise to a
0: cup. Because eventually you're going to get punched in the mouth. Yeah. And the one thing I love about this sport that I think a lot of people that maybe casually follow it or don't follow it at all don't realize is Excuse me. It's a series no doubt, right? And bad blood and ever, tensions and everything they they boil over. Each game is so different from each other game. In no other sport does the momentum die faster than the final sound of the buzzer than in the sport in hockey.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I can honestly agree with you there. I've never thought of I really haven't thought of that, but now that as you were saying that I was sitting there thinking about it and it really is. It can be night and day. from Even even if you're playing two days later and you're playing in the same home arena, away arena, that you played in two days ago, you could go out there and have a absolute banger of a fucking game or you could have a fucking pancake and shit the bed.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ever, ever heard it?
1: Exactly. Shit the bed, shit down your leg, whatever. But, dude. It's just amazing. That's why I love this. I love the NHL playoffs. Yeah. It's the greatest playoff in the
0: forest. Stanley Cup playoffs are the best, man. I, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I had I had a thought there that was formulating, but I don't want to pontificate. So all this, we can move along. We both have the abs winning. Folks, the abs are going to make a run, and they are fun to watch. Tune in. Stay, stay up a little late. Fall asleep with the TV on on the couch one or two times. Because it's like, worth it.
1: It's worth, like, do it big. Do it big one time. Grab a
0: sixer of your favorite beer. Stay up on a Friday night, order a pizza, and enjoy the fuck out of this series. If it's gonna we be can good.
1: do it, you can too.
0: <laughs> that sounded like an ad. That's like a political ad. Vote for me, because if we can do it, you can too. That's right. That's what that sounded like. Um, let's go down to the next one, shall we? These were two series that were wildly entertaining.
1: My God.
0: The Florida Panthers took out the Washington Capitals in six games. Um, I'm two words. First of all. Three words. Yeah, go ahead. Carter fucking... Verhage. My
1: God, dude. That, first of all, Florida's not here without that guy.
0: $1.1 $1. So, $1 this year, by the way. Jesus. Quintuple. Like, Six-tuple that in the next six months, please.
1: Ah, uh, Yeah, that guy just earned himself a bag times five. Yeah. And also, I am slightly shocked that they were able to get this one in six, because I thought for sure this one was going seven. There was just everything in this series screamed that this one was going to go seven. We were sitting, we were sitting at the bar watching this game, and it was like, mm. damn man, what a fucking gong show!
0: I I was baffled because it was two two, and then with like what five forty three left, I think the uh, the Panthers score, and you're like, okay, don't do anything stupid, oh. and then Forsling takes that stupid fucking trip. And now you have, arguably, the greatest power play player of all time.
1: On the ice. And
0: Alexander Ovechkin, the only one that you could, I guess, would be Gretzky. Ovi just sits on that corner, man. Ovi's corner, you know? But then... but Ovi's corner, he sits there and just shit-pumps pucks at the net.
1: And then you've also got a a TJ Oshie that's just going to crowd right in front of that net.
0: Evgeny Kuznetsov, who's going to go down there and dig pucks out. Lars Eller will go down there, dig pucks out. And then you got John Carlson running it.
1: They're a gritty fucking power play, and probably the worst one to play against in the playoffs when you're only up one goal. Mm-hmm. And they're in, a, and they're in a pull the goalie situation. So now you're now you just put your team in a six on four.
0: Yeah. And one of the one of the things was so the goal the goal to tie it up at th- at three was controversial. It do, was. Do you remember?
1: Yes, that was a. Uh... I mean, we had to go to the review, and boy, you and I were both sitting there looking at it like, shit, man, that looks a lot like it could have been hit with a high stick, but it was right at the crossbar,
0: and... Well, and we had the puck in the air that was batted in the air like a baseball.
1: That's, yeah. That's, oh, that's oh. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, where it, like, it, it basically hit off the ice, bounced up so high that, yeah. you know... And
0: Oshie's o- o- stick is right there.
1: Yeah, and it was almost... it. I mean, I thought it was right, even with it, and that's the thing. I think it it might have been just a bit, you know, slightly to the higher side, but it was still kind of online with it.
0: I think it's one of those where they just don't call it because they don't want to call it
1: because you don't want to be you don't want to impact this.
0: It's not egregious enough where it's like you know what exactly, and we saw it in the Rangers' Pens game tonight. Very close one again.
1: Again, let
0: it go, and it's like. Was it above the crossbar? If you can't determine, fine. The call on the ice stands. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, although I wish Wes McCauley was the only one ever making the call. After going to the video review, the call on the ice stands. We have a good goal. Like, I, I want the drama he, that he Wes loves McCauley he brings. Loves the drama. He's yeah. got a flair for the dramatic. I'm into that. I love it. But, um,. No, I, I love Wes McCauley. He's great. Yeah, no, that was that was crazy. But so yeah, so so batted out of the air, batted out of the air twice, and into the goal, and we're tied. And uh, we go to overtime, and it's like, okay, OT, who's potting the winner? Smart Money would have taken Carter Hagee. Smart Money got would have won with Carter Hagee scoring the game series clinching goal.
1: Unreal, too. I mean, the guy has just, he produced throughout this entire series, mm-hmm. and you know, I expected a lot more from this Panthers team, being the Presidents Trophy winners, being how much, how many goals they scored this year, and I'm just not sure if it was, you know, Washington's been there factor. You know, was it the size and aggression of the Capitals? Was it the lack of production from the top players in the- on the Panthers? Um, or was it combined? I don't know.
0: Panthers had 29 comeback wins this year. Six of them by three plus goals down.
1: Yeah. They're
0: the comeback kids. I mean, that's the kind of shit Destiny's written about, you know? Like, and honestly, the best deadline move, in my opinion, Claude Giroux. You get the longest-serving Flyers, and that's a historic franchise, captain of all time, longest ever in franchise history. Yeah, that's a... Comes down to Florida, score, he scores that goal to go up 3-2, and you're thinking, wow, Giroux's going to have the series-winning goal. What a fucking trade.
1: That you're like you're like that is the steal of the fucking deadline.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure Giroux sitting there like, thank God, I'm not golfing on a beach somewhere, still a Philadelphia Flyer instead of trying to win a Stanley Cup because Philadelphia had a lot of runs. He went to he's been to Stanley Cup final. It's gotta feel good for Giroux to know that he's playing on an absolute wagon like this.
1: Yeah, I mean, where you got put, buddy? I mean, and he's what like probably a third liner right now.
0: Yeah, somewhere around there.
1: I mean, not getting a lot of ice time, but shit, man, you're out there and you're on this team that is very well positioned and very well staffed to go ahead and
0: aim for a cup. Barkov finally scored in game six. It took him. Huberto was invisible. Anthony Duclair was borderline invisible. Um, A lot of guys that I think should have stepped up more didn't, but Carter Verhage picked up the slack for all of them combined. Um, I'm also concerned with Aaron Eckblad's performance coming off his injury. He need, he didn't look himself yeah. quite yet.
1: I'll tell you another good acquisition that, uh, Florida made that's kind of paying off a little bit here is a nice Sam Bennett.
0: Yeah. They got him last off season from Calgary. Yeah. Yeah. That,
1: that's been a good, uh, or was it Calgary or was it Buffalo? I thought it was Buffalo.
0: No, he's Calgary. Okay. Sam or Reinhardt's Buffalo. That's right. Thank yeah. you.
1: Sorry. I, I don't know why. I thought somebody was from Buffalo. No, it's all good. So, um, No, that that was a great pickup by the Panthers as well. So that's paid off. But um, also a guy like Hornquist, you know, not really heard. Gritty.
0: Gritty. So gritty.
1: But not really heard from that series.
0: No, I mean, he was right in front of the net. He's always right in front of the net. And he's always willing to, you know, shove someone around.
1: Again, but not, you know, not really. I mean, you still see him on the score sheet. That's the thing. You still see him, whether it be assists or goals, he's still there. And he was not present really in the series, and I think it's going to be essential for them moving forward. For guys like him, Barkov, Kubrato, Declare, um, you know, Radko Gudas.
0: Gudas? Yo, yeah. Sorry, I yeah. was like, I was like, wait, what? Um, um, Mackenzie
1: Wieger. I love Mackenzie. Wieger. I love Mackenzie Wieger. But I, and
0: I, I, I thought he was good in the series.
1: I, I, yeah, he was good, but I need a little production because that's what he's known for, man. He make, he produces. Uh, Lin has been a great piece for them as
0: well. Great rookie. Very undervalued. Um, one of the other things I wanted to say in this series they too, I
1: have Joe Thornton on this, on this roster. Let's not forget about that. <laughs> I, I,
0: he's got, I in. mean, he's
1: not going to, I don't, he's not going to give you much, but he is on the roster and, uh, no, no Achari as well.
0: Yeah. Former Bruin. Yeah. Um, let's go over to the other side real quick, just to touch on it. The caps, man. Um, biggest question was goaltending. Samsonov played incredible this series, truthfully. He stood,
1: he stood on his head for quite a few games.
0: Did the Caps need to blow up some of this? Granted, exactly. there was no Tom Wilson, which I think is a big factor. Tom Wilson on the ice brings...
1: It brings an element that a, a lot of teams can't
0: match. A presence, yeah, if you will. Um, you know, a guy to match up with Hornquist.
1: Yeah, but, yeah... He, That's also
0: very skill. I mean, he's an all-star.
1: Right. But addressing your question, is it time to blow it up? I don't know. I mean, you do have a very aged roster. It, it's physical and it's big, but it's not fast, and the league is looking pretty quick right now.
0: I'm going to bring it up later, but I have an idea for this roster. Because they've paid, given a lot of money to John Carlson and OV. And... There's was a couple other guys in there making money. But they moved on from Holpe. He won up a cop, and they moved on. And he's, you know, floundering around the league right now. Um, he's down in Dallas. I he's, he's been everywhere, man. He's been everywhere. I don't know. Um, they're going to be, you know, the Panthers going to be taking on. Okay, first of all, I'm going to preface this. What are we calling a Panthers-Lightning series? The Sunshine, The Sunshine something, right? Showdown, Sunshine Showdown?
1: The SoFlo Showdown.
0: The SoFlo, yeah. You got the... I mean, there's got to be a highway that connects, them. So I don't know what it is. I'm not from Florida. The Beerly guys are from Florida. Tell me what highway connects them. Um, the SoFlo Stanley Showdown. The Orange Gong Show. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. Like... Uh,
1: it's...
0: Yeah. I don't know. There's... Uh, it's going to be fun. Um, the Lightning... Man, God damn it. <laughs> We're joking. Oh, the Lightning's legs are going to give out they've played so many games the last two seasons. Nobody's three-peated since the Isles won four straight in the 80s, 80 to 84. I am not convinced the Lightning can do it. But they kept Toronto
1: fans miserable. Buddy, fucking Toronto, I mean, I, you've got to blow some shit up there. There's there's got to be some blowups going on and I think a lot I think there's some of it's got to be in the front office too. I think it's it's time for some
0: front office. I I don't want any blame on Sheldon Keith. I don't think he could have done anything differently. After Wayne Simmons took a bad, bad penalty in game two, benched him for Spezza. Spezza, instant jolt.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, got him up to a 3-1 lead. Spezza's a great locker room guy. You know, it's hard not to play on Wayne Simmons. He's a great player. He's had a great career. And Spezza's getting up there. And yeah, be- and, yeah. I'm not and,
1: putting it on the coach. Not at all. Yeah,
0: Gudis in the front office is going to have to, or Dubis yeah. in the front office is going to have to do some, uh, some soul searching, has some very tough conversations, um, blowing it up. Yeah, I agree. And it goes back to the Caps. Send Mitch Marner to the Caps.
1: Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's a great spot. I think there's a few really good landing spots for Mitch Marner out
0: there. Uh, he makes 10.9 million a year, for the record. This is why their cap is so fucked. He makes ten point nine mil. Uh, AM thirty four makes eleven point six. Johnny Tavares makes eleven.
1: You've got three guys on your forwards that are making double digits. That is I mean, I I get it, you you wanna pay you gotta pay these young guys, but at the same time you can't your cap can't handle that because you also you need some blue line help. Your blue line is so garbage they cannot they couldn't hold back you know, probably the first t- five teams that were out of the playoffs.
0: Defensemen signed for the for the Maple Leafs, just for next season alone. Cause Morgan Riley is signed there through twenty twenty six, Like he's there long term. Yeah. You got Muzzin for two more years, TJ Brody for two more years, and Justin Hole for one. They need to make a play for an elite defenseman. Leaves fans have been clamoring for this for years. That media will chew you up and spit you the fuck out, as they do with all the all their players. You know, I mean, Austin Matthews is probably the only exception that doesn't get anything. Put up sixty goals this year.
1: You know, I I know he just signed a long term deal last year, but just to put it out there, this is the type of guy that I think would thrive in a Toronto market. Mm -hmm. Seth Jones.
0: I knew you were going to say that. It, tell me I'm
1: wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong on that.
0: He's on not. That. He's not Canadian, so he, I don't think he wants the attention there. I think Chicago is perfect for a guy like Seth because he's American, and it's a it's a big American hockey market. And he plays with great players, but there's also like five other things going on in Chicago at any given time. Okay,
1: but I, I, I get it. I, I get why he his
0: personality is very lax.
1: I get it, but just. Yeah, he's a lax guy. I don't think that I don't think that would be bad for. He's just a guy that can kind of shun off the media a little bit.
0: Maybe, but then they call but then they say he's obtuse. I'm looking at guys like um uh, like a Jamie Benn cuz Dallas he's not you're not going anywhere Dallas.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Guys like him, you know, guys like It's really tough to like go through each each individual team, and just think about the, and like, try to pick, but like they have Mark Giordano right now, who they got from the Kraken. Yeah, perfect. That was a that was a perfect fit for this playoff run for them. Older guy, he's won a Norris. He all he wants to do is win a cup. That was the perfect deadline signing to bring in for them as Mark Giordano. He's a free agent. They're not going to pay him. He's too expensive. He, if he doesn't retire, who knows? He's like thirty eight, but. A guy like that is perfect for that city. Because he's been there, done that experience. His game speaks for itself. He's won a Norris. They're not going to question how good you are. They're going to question why you didn't win. And you can give cliches for that. A guy like Seth Jones, I feel like when he's not playing well, it's why aren't you playing well? What's wrong with you? Are we too much? Is this too much for you? Can you not handle Toronto? Is this overwhelming? March O'Donnell Mar- 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 is going to go, fuck off. No. I'm not playing well because I'm not playing well. You think a certain personality would able to handle the Toronto market. It's like playing for the Yankees. You know? Some guys can't handle it. Yeah. So that that's kind of my thought when it comes to, to... I was
1: just trying to look at, like, some of the... Like, just look at team names and see if I could think of anybody off the top of my head. But I
0: really can't. I know. It's tough. Because, like, uh, you know what I mean? You're, I, Quinn yeah. Hughes in Vancouver is young. They haven't signed him. A guy like Quinn Hughes would be perfect for them. An offensive defenseman that is good two-way defenseman. Yeah. He's just really young, and that's not a viable option, because Vancouver's going to pay him. But it's the same problem Edmonton has. Their blue line suffers, because they go after offensive D-man, and then they give up four goals a night and wonder, you know... It, you know, they're, they're standing in front of the urinal, and there's piss raining down on them, and they don't understand why they think it's raining.
1: What about a guy, what about a guy like an, uh, an Ivan Provorov out of Philly?
0: Perfect, Because he's European... So, he's really not going to give a shit.
1: He's Russian.
0: Yeah, even better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he yeah, he he's a Russian import.
1: Yeah, I, I was just thinking of teams that like could, you know, probably not I mean, maybe a Yandel, but I don't know if
0: He's, he's too he, old. Yeah,
1: he's too old. I um Sandheim, Travis Sandheim?
0: No, he's not that guy. He's good, but he's not that guy.
1: Yeah. Rostalinin? He's okay. I I think Provorov might be a, might be a good Yeah. Might be a good option
0: there. I agree, and then go go get some depth too. They could use a guy like an Ian Cole on their third line. Somebody who's been there, done that. Who's going to be affordable? Yep.
1: So anyway, so yeah. Anyway, um, let's, let's move on. Pa-
0: so Panthers lighting.
1: Yeah, we focus too much on. I think we just focus too much on Toronto. There. Let's, let's whatever. Get, let, let's let's get. It's some- a hockey
0: podcast. Toronto's a huge market. Yeah,
1: I get it. Let's let's focus on let's, whatever, let's, man. Let's focus on the team that just put them to fucking bed.
0: Do it. The Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: I fucking hate you, assholes.
0: Man. Oh, but, man.
1: Uh, but respect where respect is due. Fuck, man. Vazzy is playing in elite goddamn form. When Kucherov wants to show up and play, he shows the fuck up and plays and he, Victor Hedman
0: always shows up.
1: Victor Hedman always shows up. He's a fucking world class guy. And oh hold on, there we go. Look at that. Calgary Calgary tying, tying it up,
0: baby. Calgary tying it up one one. Tyler Toffoli, cool. great trade deadline signing, by Dude, the way. That
1: was an awesome man, there were some great trade deadline. There's one I'm gonna bring up later on here, but you know Oh little teaser. Yeah.
0: That, little teasy boy.
1: Anyway. Um what were you talking about right before
0: that? We're gonna we're talking about we're kind of oh yeah Braden Point too. We're kind of giving a little uh, spit lube. Uh, yeah, Tampa. I'm,
1: yeah, uh, Braden Point. I might be the most annoying fucking person on that roster, but God, does he show up and does he put the fucking puck in the net? So respect. and in
0: overtime too. That's when he. Yeah. That's when he does his damage. Um, stat that blew my mind that I wanted to share. Andre Palat in this series potted his 40th career playoff goal. Holy fuck. There are great players in this league that never even played 40 playoff games. He has 40 playoff talks.
1: They've got just so many random guys that can do amazing things for them, and it is incredible to me.
0: And the dream's still alive for Patty Maroon, 4-4. Four and four. One with the Blues, two consecutive with Tampa. His dream's alive, baby.
1: Tell me why the leader in this series in goals for the Lightning was Ross Colton with three.
0: Good player, good young player.
1: Good young player, but
0: American too.
1: But damn, just out of the blue, mm-hmm. Vazhi sitting here with an eight ninety seven save percentage. Toronto Pepperdine man. After playing the entire series, how is this guy? How is this guy going to keep going for the remainder of the playoffs?
0: Well, this is why I think this is why it's going to be fun to talk about this series head to head because. I think this is going to be a high-flying offensive juggernaut.
1: It is. It's going to be a high-scoring series. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I I might tune in literally minute every single minute of all these games.
0: Um Florida was terrible on the power play against the Cavs.
1: Again, I think it's it's your it's your top line guys not producing where they need to be producing.
0: I yeah. You know what, though? It's, I still think about that. Just to go back to that series of pa- Panthers and Caps, real quick. How different would it have been if Hathaway hits that empty netter in game five? He misses it. Game winning goal in overtime. Bam. Yeah. Or game winning goal right at, Or game tying goal right there, then a game winning goal. Like, it's crazy in, in playoffs how little things like that you know, you miss it, it's an icing. Face off, man, you know, man up, goalie pulled. Like, it, it, little things like that just blow my mind. Like, Hathaway. Probably feels like he cost them Game Five. Butterfly effect, man. It, it really is, but in this series, um, it's going seven games, right?
1: Yes, yes, it is going game. It is going seven games without a doubt. The Stanley SoFlow Showdown. Whoo! Little is, alliteration there for the
0: boys, yeah, the and S- girls.
1: The SSS. It's going to be won by the Panthers in seven. I'm putting it down. The the top line guys got a little taste. They're gonna they're gonna show up now. So that's my prediction.
0: My heart says Panthers in seven. My mind says Lightning in my seven. My
1: mind's telling me no, but my body.
0: Okay, that was beautiful. Thank you. It's a beautiful rendition of that song. Thank you. Um, my my head's telling me the Lightning in seven, just because once again, been there, done that factor.
1: I'm not I'm not putting a lot of weight on the been there, done that factor, just because the Panthers beat a team that's been there, done that.
0: Yeah. They got taken to the brink to do it, but yeah, it doesn't
1: matter. You still, you. I know,
0: but I'm not not to
1: to the and not to the absolute brink either.
0: Okay, but it it wasn't it wasn't convincing.
1: You won, hey, you won game, you won game six on the road to to Clint out.
0: I love the Panthers. I want them to win the series very badly.
1: I do too, and that's why. And I'm
0: going Panthers in seven with you. Yeah, I think if this is short of seven, it's because Tampa makes it shorter of seven.
1: I know, and you're just playing the devil's advocate. And could just, you
0: could you realistically see the Panthers winning in five? No. No. Could you see the Lightning winning in five if everything goes right? Yeah.
1: If Vazzy, if Vazzy can still just stand on his fucking head throughout an entire series and shut Be- them down. They're, Tampa has the defense and the pieces in place where they could really beat this team in four in five games. Absolutely. Who's in that for the Florida Panthers? Sergei Bobrovsky.
0: And what does Sergei love to do in playoffs? Go up and down. Bingo. He's, this is the second playoff series he's ever won, and it's the first time he's won one where he had to play more than four games.
1: He's got to get this shit together. He really does. I would
0: lot. love to see Bob win a cup. I think if he wins a cup, I think if he wins a cup, you can make an argument for a Hall of Fame, given that he's won two Veznas. Yeah. I don't think he gets in. I don't think it's enough.
1: No, two Veznas doesn't get him in.
0: But... If, if he but, but
1: a Stanley Cup and two business a definitely cup gets him in. a
0: cup and people forget by the way the Panthers because you know their head coach was to start the year
1: Joel Quinville yeah that that's, that's a gong yeah, show that, that's the other thing that's wild to me is the fact that this team is still right here with everything that happened to them to begin this year mm-hmm. that is incredible
0: I agree. So
1: I, I'm, I'm giving all props to them and shout out to a cat since 96. We're shouting out. That's our boy. In. That's our boy. He
0: is an unhinged lunatic on Twitter and we love him for it. Give him a follow. You'll have, you'll have
1: nothing but just enjoyment and some laughs, not safe for work. Let's just put it out. Yeah,
0: there. exactly. No nudity though.
1: No nudity,
0: no. Not yet, at least.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I'm not giving out his OnlyFans. I don't even know if he has one. <laughs> but hey, hey, cats, if you got one, if you want us to shout it out next episode, we'll do it for you, buddy.
0: Do you think the Golden Knights regret T-Mobile Arena not naming it OnlyFans Arena? I feel like Vegas would be a perfect place for OnlyFans Arena. Uh, dude, it is a, its gotta it's got to happen. It
1: simply has to. It's got to be on the move.
0: The Vegas Golden Knights in OnlyFans Arena. I'm here for it.
1: Either that, or I want OnlyFans as a helmet or a jersey the, sponsor. The
0: cheerleaders just have their their OnlyFans like at on their on their uniform. Oh
1: God, this is <laughs> terrible. Okay, off the rails. Off, off the, the rails, rails. Off the
0: rails. Oh man, reel it back in. I don't know. Was, I, don't know I
1: thought it was funny. It was funny. It was, um, funny, but I'm I'm just I'm reeling us back off in. the
0: rails. Here we go. Um, let's talk
1: about the one. Like, let's talk about like this upcoming and these two. I'm um, This was such. A, oh god, dude,
0: six of six of eight go of ahead these and lead, series.
1: Go ahead and lead us off with this. Let's bro. go,
0: Hurricanes Rangers, baby. Well,
1: Hur- Hurricanes
0: and Rangers. Hurricanes and, and
1: Rangers. Let's. Who do you want to touch on first? Hurricanes or Rangers? Let's, let's touch on the Canes.
0: Let's touch on the Canes, since the Rangers just won and we're kind of still processing just, <sighs> the shit show that was that game. Yeah. Um, the Canes looked. Up and down, yeah. but they look unbeatable at home, and they beat the Bruins at, in Game Seven in a day game. The Bruins were—I I th- think—they were undefeated this season in day games.
1: It, they were, but I, and you and I had talked about this the other night because you brought, you brought up that point, and I said, "But this is in Carolina. This is not in Boston. This is in Carolina." And Raleigh and, gets up, dude. Carolina is without a doubt one of the top three. Hardest environments to play in as an away team in the playoffs.
0: Sorry to the to the Hartford Whalers fans still out there to listen to this. Um, I hope you get
1: behind Carolina. I mean, you should. I don't
0: know. I mean, uh, they probably all have gone to Boston at this point. But um, I mean, Carolina did leave Hartford and go win a cup. That's brutal. But that being said, this Hurricanes team, man, they may play twenty eight games if they win the cup. Every series they play might go seven. Yeah. And it, they're they will be fucking gassed. They're my they were my
1: preseason choice to win the cup and they just they can't perform on the road. They can't if they can't snag wins on no. the road, then they're gonna it's gonna be they're T- not
0: gonna be able to do it. T D Garden is not an easy place to go play.
1: It's not, but neither neither is um, Madison Square Garden now.
0: Well you gotta go play in front of Richie from Southie on at you the whole time. Drinking yes. his Duncans. Exactly. Donkeys. Yeah, I know. Uh, one thing I like about the Hurricanes a lot is that they are stalwarts defensively and they kill penalties like no tomorrow.
1: Bro, Tony D'Angelo might be the acquisition
0: of the offseason. And it's funny because he's had so many issues with organizations, but every teammate he's ever had loves him. Like his teammates, like, people ask like, "Oh, is he is he, is he a tough guy to get you know get along with? Is he an asshole in the locker? They're like, "No, I love the guy. He's a great guy. So and because
1: you know why? Because he's a He's a team guy. He's a bro. He's uh, it's He's just one of those guys that can bring a locker room together, I think. I think he's got that type of personality where he can... he, Maybe not bring it together, but he can just sync really well with where he is. And right now, he's on a wagon of a team, and he was... All over the fucking place throughout this series.
0: He was great.
1: And can I? And real quick, I want to. Yeah. I pre. I pre alluded to this a little bit ago, but uh, another uh, trade deadline acquisition that paid off. Max Domi for Carolina. How game. did I
0: know you were going there, dude?
1: Game seven. What do out? we have? Seth
0: Jones have in common? Hey,
1: fuck yeah but still that's a is that not a great acquisition game 7 the guy produces on um, three he has three points in your three goal performance winning. Max, to win Max
0: Domi's potential is an 85 90 point a year guy He's just never reached it no he reached it almost one year in montreal montreal and he's been kind of he, he's a really good he's nick he, felino he's nick felino yeah he is you know that's who he is
1: that's what he that's that's the role he was in Columbus. And that's
0: the role he's going to be everywhere he goes, I mean, if, whether Carolina signs him or not, who knows. But wherever he goes after this, he'll be that guy there, too.
1: He's not going to be a top scorer.
0: It's just no. Not, he's not a... He's a great blue guy. He's a he's he, a third-line... He, no, he's a
1: third-fourth-line line, third fourth line guy.
0: His wires cross, though, sometimes, which is wild. It's awesome. When that shit happens, it's oh, wild. That's great. Guys, he's guys, punch like, guys in the face out of nowhere. Um, what, one of the things about Carolina that I was really impressed with in this series was Antiranta Ranta in that. Antiranta
1: killed it in this series. And Freddie Anderson, nowhere to be found. Injured. Injured, still. Not not there. But Anti Ranta stepped in and stepped the fuck up.
0: Sure did. And, you know, for a guy who's 32, making his first ever playoff starts.
1: Proved his value.
0: Won the four games he had to.
1: Proved his fucking value.
0: Um, he has a good blue line in front of him. Guys like Brady Shea up there just, you know. Sebastian Ajo is okay in the series. Yeah, there we were, need...
1: again, kind of like a Florida... Trochak. Where some of your top guys didn't really show up. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you have...
0: Svechnikov.
1: My thing is, is Carolina has a lot more... Pe- I think Carolina has a lot more pieces in place to play than even Florida.
0: The sum of the parts is greater than the parts. Exactly. That is the Carolina Hurricane. And that
1: is the Carol And that's the motto they live by, and that's what I love about
0: them. And, and Rods Brindamore is a hell coach. Tr-
1: Guy is a fucking genius. I'm telling you, he's, he's
0: fantastic. So, I love the Canes. They're a bitch to play against, but hey, they won a makeshift Atlantic in the 2020-2021 season. I guess it was just 2021. It started in January. Yeah. And then this year they won the Metro. So, they I mean they put it together well enough to win two very difficult divisions. They edged out Tampa and last season, and then they you know beat the likes of Pittsburgh, the Rangers, the Caps, etc. So. You know they have it together. It's can they put it together when it matters the most? Oh, we are tied at two Oof, in Calgary. Oh
1: my god, this is a fucking phenomenal
0: Calgary. Game. That was literally at the end of Matthew the Matthew could chalk that fucking rat. Bro, that that's
1: that's your end of the power play stat right there, where There just...
0: should be a plus ten until that until that fifth player is back on the ice. There should be like a power play extended stat.
1: Absolutely. There
0: probably is some saber stat with it. But... Saber
1: metrics, yeah. But um
0: No, but yeah, back to the the hurricanes. Um, I love them. They're a bitch to play against, but I do love them, like I said. One of the other things I will say is, that unit, that's going to be a bitch to break down in seven games for anyone. Let's go to the team they're playing. The New York Rangers. Overtime, winning goal from the bread man tonight. Game seven, baby. Oh, it,
1: it hurts, but I, I love to see it for him. Good for him. Um, oh man, that was Matthew Kachuk that scored that goal for yeah, that's what, games. I, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I
0: said that fucking rap. Yeah,
1: nice. Um, but no, nah, I yeah hurts to see, but not good for him. I'm glad that he's doing that. He's you know producing still in the playoffs. That's where he lives. He loves some playoff time.
0: Um, um, controversy in that game, set, though, in that it was three yeah. two. Evan Rodriguez scored a shorty to put the Pens up three two, and then you go to you know fast forward. There's a takedown behind the net, and it sure looks like they wrestle his helmet off. Oh, yeah. And he skates off, not knowing he could have just picked it up and put it back on. And that
1: was Peterson? Patterson? Yeah.
0: And Zavanijad then pot... Oh, that looks bad. Ooh. He then pots the winner, uh, or pots the game-tying goal. Yep. And we go to overtime, and that's where Breadman does his thing, which I don't still don't know how that puck got through anyone, but either way. Um, the NHL's going to have to look at that, right?
1: A hundred percent. It's going to be a very, very questionable... That should have been a
0: delay game penalty. Probably.
1: I don't know if it was. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? I don't know if it was truly delay of game, but it.
0: Or know. whatever you want to call it, it, it you know roughing, doesn't matter. It's a two. It should have been a two minute minor. You can't not. You can't take a player's helmet off.
1: No, you couldn't. But you know, we were sitting here watching the broadcast, and even in the uh, in the intermission, they had their rules analyst come in and say there is a you know stipulation in the rule where these guys. You know, if their helmet's right there in the vicinity, they can pick that helmet back up and put it on, and they don't have to strap
0: it back up. No, you just got to put it on your head. You You just have to put it on your head. Put the bucket on the dome, baby. So
1: instead of Pedersen putting his arms up, you know, asking for a penalty, he could have just picked his helmet up, put it on, and got back into play, and he wouldn't have had to go back and skate to the bench, leaving them slightly a man down and opening up the door for that goal.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean obviously, they,
1: obviously, obviously, hindsight, the league will look at it. Of course, you know me. I love to, I love to put some blame on referees. I, those assholes. You sure? You sure do. Those assholes fucking suck. But man, I, you know what? They do have the toughest job because they do have to deal with assholes like me, players that who watch
0: seven hundred replays of it, not in real time. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's my number one thing with sports right now: people complaining about calls. You know, easy it is for us to sit here in armchair referee shit because we see it in nine hundred angles in HD, whereas yeah. they're watching it in live action.
1: It was a lot different because twenty years ago we didn't have to hear every, we didn't have to see or hear everybody's fucking opinions.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I'm, you Welcome. and I are sitting here doing a podcast. How modern of us!
1: Welcome to social media.
0: We could do the uh, the. G- <laughs> beer, beer.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I got you on that one. That's a good barely
0: hockey Seinfeld.
1: What do you mean? I can't believe there's nine
0: angles. Duh! Um <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. Um, Hurricanes Rangers. It's gonna come down to goaltending. Shustekin was okay. Sturkin, whatever his name is. And he he's a heart finalist too, which. He, where's Leon Drys when you need him? I don't get it. Man. Just honestly, just give it to McDavid. He's the best player on the planet. You might as well. You can you can give it to Matthews this year too. I really don't care.
1: I I would I would say Shusturkin did show up. These last two games. I mean, this is a team that was down 3-1, and they came back and won the series 4-3.
0: Third time in nine years they've come back from a 3-1 deficit to win. And I I guess uh, when it comes...
1: Pittsburgh blew a 3-1 lead. Come on, Pittsburgh Penguins. What you doing? Yins don't know. Yins... The inza's are crying in their beers tonight. What the hell? I don't know where that went. That okay.
0: got really weird. This is... Well, we're also like loopy as hell because we've been sitting in this room for four hours trying to wait for these games to wrap up so we can get this out before the next one start tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I don't usually hang out with you this long. This is a little weird. Yeah, fair. Unlike the other beerly hosts who just zoom in with each other, we sit... Smart. In, we sit in the same room.
0: Those guys are smart. Um, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go Hurricanes in six.
1: I'm going Canes in seven.
0: I'll go. Yeah, Canes in seven's fair. I don't. I don't think the Canes will have any trouble stealing one at MSG.
1: I. I really want to think so, but my heart, after that last series, just wants me to say that they're not going to be able to get one because I think Madison Square Garden still is just going to be too much for them. And even though, I don't think that the Rangers are as near as good a team as maybe the Bruins when they're at home
0: like yeah. the Bruins
1: at home I think are almost virtually untouchable yeah. the Rangers are definitely vulnerable when they're at home
0: uh, also when it comes to the Rangers man like I love guys like Chris Kreider I love, obviously I'll always love the bread man um,
1: you, got a, you got a Ryan Revo out there. You got Reeves out
0: there throwing his body around. But like yeah, Adam, Adam Fox, Fox is incredible on that. the blue I line. To say that. I yeah. really like Keandre Miller too. Adam Kopp. Or, uh, or not. Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp. Yeah. Um, and then of course you have Zabana Jad, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, one of the other things I think is going to come back to bite the Rangers in the ass is they take a lot of pens. They do take a lot of penalties. And Florida was terrible against Washington, but I don't expect that trend to continue. I think they're going to buck that trend. I think Game One they win in Madison Square Garden. Calling it now.
1: Wait, hold on. You said you said Florida,
0: Carolina. Carolina. See, we're loopy as hell in here right now. Yeah. yeah. No, Cara, yeah, Cara, I think Carolina wins Game One. Is it in Carolina or in New York? It's in. No, it's in Carolina. It'll be in Carolina. Then the, so I meant three. the first game in New York. Game three. Game three in New York. They're going to go win. They'll be up three zero, and then I think the Rangers will fight back. They'll win Game Four. They'll win Game Five in Carolina. And then Carolina wins in New York in Game Six. I think they went twice there. I mean, I,
1: you can blame this on the loopiness, but I think you're just drunk after one beer, buddy.
0: Yeah, I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. So right. uh, you're going Canes in seven. You think the home team wins every game?
1: You know what? I might. I'm. Oh man after after that little discussion, I might change my pick and I might say.
0: Statement retracted.
1: Uh, yeah, I retract my previous statement, and I'm going to say. If the Canes can steal, the Canes can steal one. It's going to be Canes and five.
0: So you think they wrap it back up at home? I think New York's good enough to win a game away from home.
1: I don't know. I don't think. I don't think you're. I think that Carolina is almost untouchable when they're at home.
0: They just won a game in Pittsburgh, and that's equally as raucous as raucous a place you can find in the league.
1: I I. I just don't know, man. I don't know if their atmosphere can match Carolina's. Right, that's I, I mean, I mean, not not shaming Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a fucking hockey town through and through.
0: Oh yeah, they have very, very successfully crushed the Pirates in the last thirty years. Yes,
1: they are a hockey town through and through. But I, some Carolina is just all in right now, man. And that's that arena. That atmosphere is. Just deadly. They,
0: they won a cup 16 years ago. Um, the Panthers have... I mean, they've given them a lot of great teams the Panthers have in a couple Super Bowl appearances. The Canes. I know. I'm elaborating on the fan base. Oh. Bro, come on, brother. Uh, sorry. The Panthers have made a few Super Bowls. You know, Cam won an MVP. They've oh, had,
1: you're talking about the Carolina. Yeah. The, sorry. the
0: Hornets are young enough and coming with guys like LaMelo Ball. But none of them have won anything that matters. And the Canes did, and I think winning a cup really helps the fan base. They're the best team in that in that state right now. Granted, the Canes are in Raleigh, not in Charlotte, but they're the best thing that the state has going professional sports wise right now. And honestly, unless you're a you know you know they don't have any great college football if you're a UNC or a Duke fan, I guess you got that. But
1: you know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna throw this out there real quick, and I'm gonna uh, I'll tweet this out even after we record this. But I'm going to pose a question for Beerly Baseball. Uh, So, at Beerly Baseball. And also, have you shouted out ours? Yeah.
0: I was about to get to that. So, um, guys, remember, we are Beerly Hockey. Twitter, at Beerly Hockey. Nate and I are also two-thirds of the Small Market Insecurities podcast. It's a five-man media network, I guess we'd call it now. Um, We we have three, three podcasts now. We have the Small Market Insecurities podcast. We have Brohemian Trapsity and we also have the PB and J Pod. Um, check them all out. Um, but yeah, follow us on Twitter at Small Market INS, Instagram, Small Market Insecurities, and then TikTok. We are MKT Insecurities, Small Market Insecurities there as well. Um first go, and
1: foremost, follow the Twitter at Beerly
0: Hockey. Yes, follow Beerly Hockey on Twitter. Uh, send us questions, topics, discussions, anything you guys want to hear, we are happy to discuss. Obviously, we sit here and talk about hockey in a very warm room right now that we are looping. Um,
1: it, is, it is warm as hell, but we can't turn on the AC because it would fuck with our sound.
0: Well, you know what? We're going to be able to turn it on because uh, before we... We're not going to talk about the last series till this game ends, obviously. Obviously. Um, bodies all over the ice, though. You know, you know it's a game seven when there's bodies all over the ice. It's great, man. Um, but anyway... Hits thrown everywhere. Can I, can I
1: just get to my, my question I was going to pose to Beerly Baseball real quick, though? Oh, yeah, go. Yeah, sorry. So, Beerly Baseball, my big question for you. In my opinion, one of the largest kind of regions for baseball in this country is your North Carolina, South Carolina area. Obviously, you do have the Washington Nationals right up there to your north, and you have the Atlanta Braves to the west. But is there a market in that North Carolina, South Carolina area that could bear to stand a, you know, MLB franchise because it just doesn't make sense to me why that area where I feel like baseball is so strong and such a big part of the culture does not have a major league franchise.
0: I could answer this for you.
1: I, I I realize that, and we're not going to, I don't think we can get into that right now, but let's. Uh,
0: the same uh, thing the Blackhawks did to Wisconsin. Let's put it that way. Okay. Anyway, let's just,
1: <laughs> let, let's just go ahead and.
0: To, ho- to hockey find that answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I would love to hear the response from Barely Baseball. Let us know, boys. Um, Question I have for you before we obviously we're going to be previewing this or reviewing and previewing um, the last series coming up here. Six out of eight went to game seven, right? Yes. 75% went to game seven. In the history of the NHL, we have had four times a team has come back from 3-0 down and one. In 2019, the last full season before this one, both the eight seeds knocked off the ones. I don't understand how anybody can argue that this isn't the greatest series sport that you know. Because obviously we don't include the NFL; it's a one game. That's a whole different beast. You know, you have to be perfect one time. Yes. Here you can have mistakes, but you got to be perfect more than you're not. This is the best series playoff system there is, right?
1: One hundred percent. There's just there's so much parity within the NHL playoffs that I think does not exist within the MLB or the NBA. Yeah. And that is what makes it so much fun, and it's the fact that underdogs can win just as many times as favorites. Higher or lower seeds can win just as many times as higher seeds.
0: It's yeah. There's so many factors that go into it. Um, other question I had for you: Obviously, we still have one series left to go. We, you can say Dallas or Calgary a pending winner, just for the sake of this. Which team left do you think has the, or between the East and the West, which team left out of the four has the, you think has almost no chance or the lowest chance to win the cup? Um, it's a tough one. It
1: is. Uh, my number one. If Dallas advances past Calgary, I'd put Dallas at number one. I
0: was thinking the same thing.
1: Uh, n- number two
0: would be the Blues. I disagree with that, but I like it. I I think the Blues are gritty enough to win seven game series left and right.
1: My two B would be the Rangers.
0: I think the Rangers are my number two as well.
1: They're just they're not. I, I don't think they have the. Experience to get them all the way there.
0: I don't think they have the leadership to get them all the way there.
1: That too. I, I don't. I, there's nobody on that roster that stands out to me as a dead set
0: leader. Like Chris Kreider's interviews are, you know, impressive. Chris, you're breaking all these records. How do you feel? I'm in the middle of Game Seven right now, so i do not really think about anything else. Yeah, that's a leader. That's a, that's a leader answer. But I don't think that that team lacks a Patrice Bergeron. They lack an Alexander Ovechkin. Uh they lack an Alexander Borkov. They lack that one true leader, in my opinion, it's so I, that's why I think they're out. Dallas has that. I just think Dallas is maybe the worst team to ever be in this position.
1: Yeah, that's they're they're my least favorite, and that's why I honestly think that Calgary will be the one and will and again, you know, preluding, but I think that Calgary will be the one that advances out of this, because I think they've got the experience on there that
0: Dallas doesn't. For sure. I'm on the other side of the room, everyone.
1: For sure. Hey.
0: Hey, I'm I'm speaking right into the mic, which makes my voice three times as loud as I pour a glass of water. He steals my water. I know this son of a bitch. Me. Um, I don't know if Calgary has quite what it takes, but they have the offense. And I don't think they, yeah, but I don't,
1: they're probably, if they advance, I put them as like my number, probably three. Yeah. That's fair. I'm still putting the Blues and the uh, Rangers above them. Like, sure.
0: I think everybody else has a fair shot at winning the Cup. I think the Ads are the overwhelming favorite. I think Edmonton... Oilers,
1: Oilers would be my three. Oilers only. are
0: right there for team I don't think can do it. Yeah. A 40-year-old goalie.
1: The only thing that keeps them up Above my top three is Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. That is literally the only thing that keeps them up there. I agree. And and the fact that Mike Smith can once in a while be a
0: you know half decent goalie. It's incredible to me that he's forty years old.
1: My big thing, uh, uh, you know what? No, I'm not going to. Uh, I'll get into that when we start talking about that series.
0: All right. Well, after much waiting, a lot of waiting, a lot of sweating, a lot of waiting. A lot of sweating if you are a Calgary Flames or Dallas Stars fan. Or just a neutral that stayed up and watched the <laughs> Calgary Flames put 63 shots on net Jesus in Game God. 7. I mean, honestly, the best player in the game was Ottinger, the, truthfully.
1: Honest, honestly, God. And and I just want to point out the fact that... <laughs> Markstrom Mark
0: Str- was great, too, by the way. I,
1: I pointed out the fact that I was like... I, I literally said, holy shit. The Flames have 61 shots. And... I was like, I was. I said to Phil, you think we'll see 80? He's like, I hope we don't see 63. We saw 62, and then 63 went in the fucking net. I'm like, what in the actual fuck? Dude?
0: Bro, bro Stradamus, baby. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> this shit
1: was fucking incredible. Johnny <laughs> Hammond Cheese. Johnny Hammond Cheese, dude. Holy shit.
0: Unrestricted free agent, and, you know, it's been a lot of talk in Calgary this year about, it. it does he stay? Does he go? He's an American. Does he want to be here? He's a Boston College kid. Um, One of the things that I really loved about that game in general is Ottinger stood on his fucking head the oh, entire game. Bro, he, he may be... I, actually, no.
1: He is the second best goaltender in the playoffs right now.
0: Well, be- was. Huh? Was the second best?
1: Well, yeah, sorry. Was the second best goaltender in the NH or in the playoffs behind Bazzy.
0: Okay, I mean, there's other arguments you can make, but I no, think
1: I, I, I'm going out on a limb. I, I'm no, that's making, fair. I'm making a hot take. Yeah, I, he... I'm channeling my inner co-host to chaos. He,
0: it's good. He almost, uh, he almost will Dallas into that second round, but. Calgary's going on, and buddy, we get the battle oh, oh, for Alberta.
1: Well, first we gotta we gotta look back at this.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I'm just I, No, I was just probably just prefacing by saying we oh, get a battle oh, for Alberta. This,
1: oh, this is like, oh, this well,
0: is this is hockey porn. Yeah, we'll get. To but, this, we'll, but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um,
1: can I can I just start it off with this? Like Jesus, do the Oilers want to do everything they fucking can? They give their fans, people that bet on them. Heart attack. An absolute heart attack.
0: Well, the beef does that for them.
1: I mean, dude, holy hell. Like, this should have been one of the easiest first-round matchups that they've drawn in years.
0: They should have they should have won this in five.
1: Easiest first-round matchup. They
0: should ever. have won it in five.
1: And they damn near shit all the way down their leg,
0: dude. I mean, they, like, look, they look dominant in game seven. They look like the team yes, I thought should have yes, been there the whole time. Yeah,
1: but I will say, when they lost game five in Edmonton, I thought it was wraps. I thought it was done. I thought I thought they're going to go back to LA. LA's going to take this at home.
0: They got well, some jo- Jonathan Quick's the only guy to ever win a Stanley Cup as as, as an 8 seed. They weren't the, they weren't the 8 seed. They were the third team out of their the Pacific, but they have the talent of an 8 seed. Yeah. So if anybody's going to drag a team kicking and screaming to a Stanley Cup, it would be Jonathan Quick. For sure. At least Jonathan Quick of, of 10 years ago. That being said, the Kings didn't have Arvidsson for most of the series. They had no Drew Doughty. They're running out of B-plus squad. Yeah. They have a lot of young talent. I like Byfield a lot. He's a great young player. Um, They're
1: a couple years away.
0: They are. And Dustin Brown's last go-around, you know, he said he's retiring. He's their franchise leader in, like, virtually every statistic. Yeah. Um, great player, great career. St. St. Yeah, stick down to Dustin Brown, man. That team should have been done in four or five games, realistically, given the rosters. Um, Edmonton still has questions on the blue line at times. Uh, Mike Smith played well enough. Will Mike Smith play what? do what Ottinger just did against the Flames? Probably not. It's going to be a high-flying series. He's, he's
1: just – Mike Smith's one of those guys. I mean, it, what was it, game three or four? Uh, hold on. i got. I got to take a look at it here. I think it was
0: – He's 40 years old.
1: I know. I know Mike Smith is 40 years old. I realize was it. the
0: last? He was also the last Teddy to ever, to, or not ever, the last Teddy to score a goal in the NHL until the next time it happens. Oh, uh-huh. day. He, he scored a goal. Um,
1: no, but it was after Game Three. You know, Game One, yeah, he led in the four, but he held it pretty tight there. That was a really good game.
0: Well, and he fumble fucked the the winning goal.
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. But then Game Two, Game Three, he comes out and he lets in two goals over those two games while his team scores.
0: 14. Fourteen over
1: the two games. Yeah. That's pretty great. Then you know, you're feeling good after that, but game at game four, man, ugh. To let in four goals at home or uh, on the road and then to come back and let in
0: five. Oh yeah. I mean though the king the kings had him dead to rights and they and they pissed it away. They did. I mean we could easily be watching Los Angeles play Calgary next round very easily. Yeah. We, we could have been watching Los Angeles and Dallas very easily. Oh, that would have been so terrible. And Dallas should have been the team playing Colorado, except for the fact that Nashville blew a four-goal lead in the last game of the year, which switched the seating up. Otherwise, Dallas should have been the team. Dallas probably would have gotten knocked out in five by the Avs. I'll give them one, based on how they played against Calgary. But Edmonton got through. The big question up there is, you know, what are they going to do with half of their roster? Um
1: maybe very similar to Toronto, but yes. to a more drastic degree.
0: Yes, I mean they have two heart winners that play up there and you know they kinda of broke up the Drysidal McDavid line. They're obviously on the power play together, but Drysidal plays on the second line now. Um which I think is probably for the best. You got I mean, you have two heart winners. It's it, it's just like the Penguins. You know, Malkin and Crosby have both won the heart. They don't play on the same line. No. I mean if you could run out two you know, two onslaughts like that you know that's a that's a nice token to have. Um, I do think Edmonton is gonna. They have problems, but Calgary has problems too. So you know, going forward, they both win in seven, right? They're both going to be a little, a little leggy, a little tired, going going into the you know game one, game two. Yeah, it
1: both. You know, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard fought series. Oh, the
0: battle for Alberta. I mean, the in the beauty of it is for me, and like I'll break it down for the listeners if you're not as familiar with. You know, they're both in the Providence of Alberta. Province, not Providence. Province. The Province of Alberta province. up in Canada. It's essentially like Texas, right? So imagine if, imagine if you get like a Cowboys-Texans Super Bowl, right? Yeah. That, or, or, you know, if they could play in like the conference title game, that would be what this is going to feel like um, in terms of like atmosphere, you know, and that, you know the kind of people that live there. Um, one of the other things is... You have two teams. You know, you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisidel and Edmonton, two bona fide superstars. Mm-hmm. You know, Connor McDavid is known throughout the entire hockey world and so is Dreisaitl. Um Calgary doesn't necessarily have guys of that magnitude. Johnny Goudreau, a.k.a. Johnny Ham and Cheese. Yeah. You'll hear us call him Ham and Cheese. Um, it's a great story. Shout out to Pit and Chicklets. Um, Johnny is a stud. And he's, he's definitely, you know... A number one, but he's not on the same level. But they they break it out so evenly amongst other guys. Yeah. On the Flames, they went out and got to Foley at the deadline. Great move. But they have guys like Blake Coleman. He's won a couple cups in Tampa. He's he knows what it takes to grind through, at, you know, playoff that's, series after playoff I series.
1: Think that's going to be a big piece to it. Is Noah
0: just, Hannafin, great on the blue line for them?
1: Huge piece for them. I mean, Lucic been there with Boston
0: and Lucic, my matchup to watch. I bet they drop the gloves once, depending on how it goes. Lucic, Zach Cassian from Edmonton. I. They're gonna they're gonna drop the gloves.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Two two of the remaining like thirteen guys in the entire NHL that don't wear you know they don't wear the visor. They don't have to. Uh, they're both very prone to a Donny Brook, and I think someone will lay a hit that they take exception to. And they'll end up dropping the gloves.
1: I love that you dropped Donnie Brooke in there. Thank you. I I absolutely love that. But 100% (laughs) I can see that. Um, This is just, I mean, first of all, this is an Edmonton team that, on the blue line, relies on a Duncan Keith.
0: And Tyson Berry. And Tyson Berry. Duncan Keith is old. And Tyson Berry is an offensive defenseman through and through. Yeah, and you've got a Darnell Nurse. you got Kulak. Darnell Nurse is good, but he's not great. Chechi. Uh, Cody CC. Cece, sorry. No, it's okay. Cody Cece's a good... Cody CC is a lot like... In... Since you're a... since we're Blue Jackets fans, Cece's kind of like a Gabber. What's
1: your opinion on Broberg? On who? Philip Broberg. Indifferent? Yeah. Don't know much about him. Not really. Can't, can't really give an opinion. Yeah. Okay. I Honestly, I, I think he's. I, I thought he was like a third line guy. Um, I don't know. I'd uh, love the, to hear what Edmonton fans' thoughts are.
0: Uh, probably, yeah, it's Rick from Red Deer screaming. Um, I definitely think the goaltending matchup in this series is interesting. Mike Smith, he's an all star, he's been an all star, he's been in the NHL forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Markstrom, who's a Vezina finalist this year. I think Markstrom's better than Mike Smith, but I think Mike Smith went hot can drag you to kicking and screaming to a Stanley Cup final appearance. So, do I think Mike Smith is otherworldly? Absolutely not. But there have been other attendees in the world that, like Braden Holpe, great in his day. Braden Holpe was great one time. He needed to be great one time, and he was.
1: That's all it takes.
0: Exactly. And that, I guess I guess that's kind of my point. Because it, Holpe's takes. falling off the face of the earth.
1: All it takes is one hot streak. It that's does. Really all it is. It, it takes one hot streak to really just ride it along. and
0: Will Jordan Bennington ever win a cup again? Maybe, maybe not. But he got hot at the perfect time. Yep. And he had an unbelievable six-month stretch. Well, guess what? You're, you're carrying Lord Stanley's cup around your hometown, filling it with beer and champagne to let your friends drink out of it. So that's all it really takes. And I think I, Markstrom, Markstrom is, is elite. Markstrom, Markstrom's elite. I think he's – and he's not a a guy that'll have to drag you there. He'll guide you there because his team will perform around him, but he's good enough to make the save when he needs to, the big save. Yeah. I don't know if Mike Smith's that guy, but if Mike Smith gets hot, he can be that guy just one time.
1: Just looking up and down the rosters, I just got to say, based on what I see, I would give just from a Ben there factor, advantage Calgary. Big advantage Calgary because you've got guys like Blake Coleman. You've got guys like Lucic, You've got guys like um, – hold on, I'm looking, up, I'm looking up down here. I had uh, – I thought I had one more. Sorry, dead air. No, it's all good. Uh, I don't have anybody else. I'm sorry, but you, have, no, you have those
0: two guys. You, the, you uh, have guys that have won a cop.
1: You have two guys on your roster that have won a cop. I, I don't know if you can say the same for anybody on Edmonton's roster.
0: Yeah, I mean Duncan Keith. Oh,
1: yeah, sorry, Duncan
0: Keith. Yeah. Duncan Keith won three cups, but other than that, I think Edmonton lacks I mean, they went through an entire overhaul this year. They brought in Woodcraft to be you know as a head coach. They got you know, they they tr a lot of things around. Holy shit, Derek Brasard's on their team. Yeah.
1: I, I did not even realize that.
0: Yep. And I think with Edmonton, it's sad, right? It's really sad for Edmonton because you have two of two generational talents on, you know, on your team, mm-hmm. and they can't get out of the second round. Like I, th- I think Oilers fans would be happy with a, with a final appearance. <clears throat> Fuck, if they go out in six to the Avs in the Western Conference final, I think people would go, okay, we- the Avs are a great team, we need more blue line help, and a younger, better goaltender, and we'll be right there. And they will be right there. If they go out and, and, and accomplish those things and actually spend the money, they do spend the money, but actually spend the money where they need to be spending it, not getting the corpse of Duncan Keith and praying that Mike Smith doesn't have an aneurysm in that. Yeah. And I think Edmonton has a lot of issues in the front office. Not good decision making. They're, they're, they're loyal to a fault. They're loyal to a fault and it's not healthy. I mean, I, you can call it that.
1: I, I'd call it...
0: Let's bring back a former player instead of actually going out and getting a GM. It's like, no.
1: Yeah.
0: Any former player can think they can be a GM, but that's why a lot of them fail. You need to find a guy, former player or not, that has proven it. You drunk- are the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah,
1: man, you're kind of drunk at the wheel right now. I'm they, sorry. Exactly. You're, you're drunk at the wheel. Like, we, I need you to sober up and, like, look and see what you're doing.
0: I think the other big thing with Edmonton, too, is there is so much history there and they compare everything to the Gretzky era. It reminds me a lot of being a Reds fan, where older Reds fans compare everything to the Big Red Machine. They're going to compare you to the Gretzky era. Stop doing that. These Connor McDavid's not Wayne Gretzky. He's the Wayne Gretzky of the NHL right now. He is the best player. But st- it, I feel bad that he has to play in Edmonton, because it's an unfair comparison up and down from their local media. Because the rest of the hockey world looks at Connor McDavid and goes, damn, he's impressive. Yeah. But I guarantee you, their local media asked them, asked them the stupidest fucking questions because well, Wayne did that yeah. S- stop doing it. I you know what I mean? Like, and I don't. I mean, I've heard clips, but I, I I guarantee you, he hears a lot more than any athlete of his caliber should have to listen to. It's like Mac, you know, Mac Mac Jones. I'm not Tom Brady. Don't don't compare him. Don't compare anyone to the best to ever do it at, at what they do. And I think Connor McDavid bears a lot of that front. And I think that pressure adds on to him. Same way with Matthews in Toronto. The, yeah. pr- the, the pressure's a lot. And they'll never admit it because they're great players. But I think the pressure builds up on them. Yeah. And and it causes, and it, not them to choke, but the team to feel the pressure for them. And then they feel pressure to perform at a level outside of just playing their game. And it costs them. I agree
1: with that. Yeah. It, it just... Edmonton has to figure this shit out completely. They just need to...
0: Calgary or Edmonton in how many games?
1: Well, I actually had one question for you before we got to this. Let's do it. Do you think Lucic and Cassian is the first glove-dropping of this series, or do you give it to somebody else? Because I had somebody else in mind as to who could potentially be a glove-drop.
0: No, I think they will if the situation calls for it. They're both extremely valuable on the ice, so five minutes in the box. I think they fight in, like, a game three if someone's down 2 nothing, Yeah. I could see them dropping the gloves in game three pretty quick. Um, someone else that's going to drop the gloves? I would love to hear this.
1: I'm going to throw it out there. Kachuk.
0: Always, always it, viable. I
1: think, I think his emotions can always get the best of him.
0: Which is crazy. He's he, 104 points this year, and he acts like that. Um, he, he's basically a younger, more modern Martian. Yeah. But Matthew Kachuk could certainly... Matthew Kachuk, Chuck and Knox. I think I think that could easily happen. I just don't know which which suitor would fit him. Because if it's not Cassian, not a whole lot of guys on Evander that Edmonton team. Evander Kane. I think Evander Kane's trying to keep his nose clean. You think so? Yeah. I don't think he wants to come off as pugnacious in any way, in that regard. Hmm. I do think Evander Kane would be a great one to fight him because he doesn't put up a shit. And Evander Kane did have a three-fight game when he was with the Sabres. Which, for those that don't know, three fights equals automatic disqualification from the rest of the game. Um,
1: I could also throw out there a name like a... uh, What about a Derek Broussard?
0: Too old. He could, but too old. Uh, Nugent Hopkins got in a scrap in the last round. Okay. Nobody saw that one coming.
1: Yep, Nugent-Hawkins. There's also, um, I mean, a little older as well, Kyle Turris is out there.
0: He could. Kyle Turris could. He's always, yeah, the opportunity's there. My, my, my thing is, I don't know who in Edmonton, Darnell Nurse might fight a guy. I could see Darnell Nurse fighting Matthew Kachuk.
1: Yeah, I could see. Darnell
0: that. Nurse took a one-game sussy for a headbutt in the last series. So he's, he's clearly a little emotional. Um, I could see him and Kachuk getting tied up in the corner one time and just saying "fuck it." Yeah. But Matthew Kachuk is, is is too valuable. Darnell Nurse that's, that's, is very that's valuable. My, that's
1: my other thing too. Is just Kachuk's very valuable on the ice because of his 104 points. Mm-hmm. Um, my my only thought was is just you get into a you get into a situation where things are getting emotional. Something happens. You know, somebody. Does something? Kachuk's one of those guys where the the switch can flip really quick.
0: Yeah, the home team wins the first two. You go back to the other team's barn. It's raucous. They're down two nothing. The, you know they're like a, a wild animal. that has been cornered. And maybe the weight team goes up a goal in game three. And then oh, well, this is going to be. And then you know, like Matthew Kachuk's wires crossed.
1: Calgary's going to start this series at home.
0: Okay, so it's Calgary at home. I wasn't, yeah, Calgary I wasn't is, sure. Calgary
1: Calgary's the one seed out of this, and Edmonton's the two. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah
0: so okay, it's so just Calgary says- goes to Edmonton. They go to the Rogers Center. They're up two games to none. Or not, is it still Rogers Center? Whatever. They go to Edmonton. They're up two games to none. The Saddler Barn. That's Calgary.
1: Yeah, that, that's where we're to Oh, no, out. no, i meant
0: going to Edmonton for game three. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, you know, whatever. Edmonton's down. And then, you know, maybe Johnny Goudreau scores the first goal. Mangiapani, one of those guys, yeah, and the wires just fucking cross, yeah, for for someone, and I think that that that's when you're most likely to see a fight
1: for sure. But when, anyway, when your team needs my it. my prediction, boy, uh, this is gonna be tough. It, it's a hundred percent going to seven. This one is a hundred percent going to seven.
0: I mean, with the statistically seventy five percent of them have so far, why would it stop now?
1: Yep. So this one's going to seven, and I'm I'm gonna give it to the home squad. Get the team that gets home most, I'm going to give it to Calgary.
0: You know, Calgary in seven? I am going to agree, and I've been thinking about this for the last hour and a half. If it's, if it's Dallas and Edmonton, I would have gone Edmonton in six. Yeah. I think they would have won in Dallas in six games. No problem. Um, Dallas was gritty as fuck. I like a lot of guys on their roster. They're very European heavy, too. Indeed. Very European heavy. Um, talk about a tax juxtaposition. You go from Sweden to Texas. Boy, <laughs> boy. Um, just for the economic standpoint of the game, but uh, I do think, you know, given the circumstances, given the fact that Calgary just played a draining series, and so sort did of Edmonton, but in a different way. Edmonton's series was draining because they made it that way. It was Calgary's home. was because Dallas plays that style that's tough to play against.
1: They went down two one in the series and came back.
0: Yeah, and then Dallas, you know, one game six. I thought Calgary might wrap it up on the road. Nope. Edmonton should have been resting for Edmonton the last had, four days. Yeah,
1: Edmonton's had multiple chances to put this series away, and they just haven't done it. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they should have been up three games to none. Yeah. But that being said, I'm going to agree with you. and going to go Calgary in seven. I think Calgary will weigh heavy towards the end. I think they're going to be able to get pucks on net against an Edmonton blue line that'll be knackered by the time that time comes. And they're going to be beaten. They're going to be just tired, tired and leggy, dude. Yes, exactly. Uh, I so mean, it,
1: it doesn't matter like how much rest you get, you know what you do, how many days off you get, you're getting beaten. You're skating, you know, how many days a week, man, I, I know it's, it's well, drive. right. You, you're driving for an ultimate goal, but at some point, man, when it's nice g- that
0: they get to stay in their own province. To yeah, play you're the not. Series. Yeah, you're
1: not traveling too far, but it, you're still. It's the wear and tear of those games and those hits are going to start wearing on
0: you. I mean, that's playoffs too. That's just you know how it goes. Welcome to the show, baby. It, they're three hours apart. So Edmonton and Calgary are three hours or two minutes apart. They're two hundred ninety nine point nine exactly kilometers apart. Thank you, Canada. Thank you, Canada. Um, it they'll be able to sleep in. You know, it, it's it's easy travel. Because that's what, like a 30-minute flight, 40-minute flight? For sure. You know, you're barely even in the air. It's easy. Uh, Calgary in seven, but I think it's going to – this is, this is going to be the most physical series we see in all playoffs, no matter what.
1: Yeah, you thought the Minnesota Wild St. Louis Blues was physical. You think you thought, you thought Carolina
0: Boston was physical. You think Florida Tampa's going to be physical? No. Well,
1: Man, let, let's just talk about that real quick before we get – the fuck out of here because I'm done with your ass Ad, I'm done with your ass thanks bro I love you um, no we got the Battle of Alberta and we got the Battle of SoFlo in the playoffs this year this is fucking awesome
0: this, the NHL wanted this
1: the, the, the hockey gods are smiling upon us this year exactly enjoy this enjoy the weather enjoy the sun enjoy these fucking matchups because god this is gonna be an incredible
0: it's it, it's gonna be. I mean, even the ones that aren't direct, um, you know, that aren't even direct, like match, you know, whatever, interstate, interprovince, you know, traditional rivalries. You have the central matchup between the Abs and the Blues, and then you have the Metro matchup between the Rangers and the Hurricanes. They play each other all the time. They already they already don't like each other because they play each other four times a year. Exactly. They're going to be incredible matchups as well. So
1: no matter which way you watch, no matter where you root, it's going to be good hockey all around.
0: I agree. I'm excited. Soak
1: it the fuck up.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to do this one next week, and we'll see where all those series are at.
1: Oh, man, I can't wait to give you guys the updates.
0: Let's do it. Nate, do you have anything before we sign off? No,
1: let's do this.
0: Uh, last thing I want to say, um, NHL, come on. Michael Bunting is up for Rookie of the oh, Year. yes. Oh. Uh, yes, do I agree? Yes. That yeah, rookie yeah. that rookie status should not matter with age. If you are 30 and you're playing your first NHL game, fine, you're a rookie. He's 26, and he had 10 goals in 20 games for the Yotes last year. He's still categorized as a rookie. That's great. Lucas Raymond from the Red Wings. I mean, Sider's going to win it, and that's great. He should win it. Yes. But Bunting is 26 years old, and he plays on a line with Marner and Matthews. And on that line, he finished with six more goals and as many assists as Lucas Raymond did on a Red Wings team that didn't make playoffs. This is stupid, and it's asinine that Michael Michael Bunting's there because he plays in Toronto.
1: Yep. Yep. It's the Toronto bias. It is just giving it to the guy. I mean, any... There are so many rookies that could do great things on a line with Marner and Matthews. So, yeah. Let's, I mean, how much easier do you want to make it for these guys to so get Rookie of the Year? Let's and,
0: and Trevor Zegris from Anaheim got put in there too. And Zegris had a good rookie year, had a great year. He's fun to watch. He's entertaining for the league. You know, he does the crazy goals and, you know, the Michigan, and they flip the puck over the net with Sonny Milano and all that crazy shit they did this year in Anaheim. The Anaheim team's fun to watch. Zegers deserves to be there because he's like 19, but so is Lucas Raymond. And I think Sider's 20. Like, that's what you want from Rookie of the Year. I saw a stat. Nathan McKinnon won the Rookie of the Year in 2014. He won the Calder. He's two weeks older than Michael Bunting. And yes, Michael Bunting is one of those fun stories that It took him a long time to get established in the league. Spent a lot of time in the minors didn't, you know, first full-time season was age 26. Okay, it's a great story, you know, it's, it's, it's a story of perseverance, but I'm sorry, he should not be up for the colder when there's guys that are seven years younger than him that are putting up a very similar numbers on lines with exponentially worse players. Yeah, I agree. So, NHL be better than that. Better. And this is not disrespect to Michael Bunting Leafs fans, don't come at us like that. We're not disrespecting how great no, of a season he had. A great had.
1: season, had a great season, and good for him. Yeah, very happy for him. But I just not not worthy of a Calder.
0: And I don't want to give an age limit to this because I think it should be discretionary. If there's a twenty nine year old Russian goalie that comes over, never played in the NHL, and has twelve shutouts, give him the Vesna and the Calder. I don't care. Yeah, like it's his first year in the NHL. Bunting had tasted this before, and then he got put on a line with two of the best players in the league, to do what they do. So, end rant. Don't like it. That's fine. Respect to Michael Bunting. Respect to the other, you know, guys. All the candidates for all the awards. Still think Shosturkin being up with the heart is a little weird when Dreisaitl had 55 goals and 55 assists and didn't get it put in there. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's the big six bias. But, no, Edmonton doesn't get favored, too. But, that being said, guys, it's been a long night. It's 1.30 in the morning, Eastern Time, as we're wrapping this up. Oh, boy. Do it for you guys. The series start today. This is all for you. Um, once again, go on Twitter, follow us, Barely Hockey. Um, we're available where all of your podcasts are downloaded. And I think that should wrap up all the promos, too. So. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yep. Yeah. Renee McBride, this is Phil Rager saying Barely Hockey.